Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the Fix Squad. The Fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? What's good, family? It's your boy, DJ Focus. You're now tuned in to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. And listen, live in Atlanta, Georgia, right now at the Affinity Music Festival. And listen, I got somebody who spit bars, and she do it in multiple languages, you know what I'm saying? She humble, too. She, you know, she's been doing it for a long time. They help me welcome me in Angie Rose. How you doing, sis? What's going on, bro? How you doing? I'm good. How you? What's, what's new? Good. What's new? I, I feel like it's always something new with you. What's new? You know, I'm hearing the A, loving the A extra. A lot more than my my, my initial days and trips. Mm-hmm. I've been, I think I'm coming out here like once a month at this point. Okay. Um, just as Doing a, shows regularly? Everything. Just meeting, shows, recording, studio. It's just a beautiful energy here. The, the way that musicians create here is different. Mm-hmm. It's fun. What has this pandemic taught you? Oof, my goodness. The illusion of control. Mmm, work that down. Come on. Yeah. Like just, I just, I, I liked to think that I could do something to do, to, to cause something, right? And I think this pandemic has made me realize that, yo, when God makes a decision, God makes a decision. Um, and for me, I believe that God, all of God's decisions work together for our good, his good. No, rather, our good, their good, which means anybody around me and his glory. And so when I let go, and when I finally, I guess, broke that illusion, I realized that it was always going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And like, even right now, my uncle's on life support right now. I got a call yesterday. He's been like, um, you know, respectfully, he's been a drug addict my whole life. Um, and now he's not too old and he's on life support. But he declared that he believed in God. And so again, the illusion of control is that I could never force my uncle to be what he couldn't choose to be but if I can let go and believe that when Jesus said that he loved the world for whosoever believed would not perish but have everlasting life then again I'm reminded it's it's really all good like it's like this big statement to say the smallest thing that I've been saying since I was a kid it's all good God really does work all things together for the good of those who love him even when it don't make sense has your spiritual resume changed during this pandemic? Have, have you find yourself like doing so something different? different? Yeah, talk about that a little bit. I just crave deeper. Okay. Right. Um, I'm not really excited by the things that used to excite me. Like, like, uh, and it's not to throw shade at anybody, but like the overly like emotional church experience is not the thing that I'm craving anymore. I'm looking for something that transforms. Um, I'm looking for truth. More, more solid teaching I, compared yes. to the entertainment. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like it's all good. I love all that. That's fun. But I'm not like going to church for that. Like I'm, I'm craving more the Thursdays and the Tuesdays than I am the Sundays. I want to know the history. Right now, I'm in just. I found, I fell in love with the book of Joshua in the pandemic. Like a, a book that's often overlooked. I fell in love with knowing tribes. 
where they really came from, who right. they really are. Right. I fell in love with just all of it, the movement of Jesus through history, mm-hmm. the way that uh, people have fallen in love, cultures have fallen in love with him and painted him in their worlds. Small things like that, like that just, I didn't know to take the time to enjoy back then. So do you think, why do you think so many people are leaving church? Mm. Because, <clears throat> I think a lot of people were in church, um, and I've been saying this for a while without fully knowing what I was talking about, but living like the answer versus living in the question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like, if you didn't really know something, you would just quote a verse. And in the presence of mad people saying the same thing, you felt like, oh, it's gotta be true. When you're alone and there's nobody to repeat and regurgitate this memory, right? Or the, like, it's not something you learn, it's something you memorize then you don't have fruit, you don't have food, you don't have sustenance in the words. And you will come, you will say his, you'll get to a place where you say his word has come back void. And it's because you never actually knew his word. You never actually knew the author. You never allowed for the spirit to breathe in and through you. And I think it just becomes a scary season. I think it became a lonely season. And I think that Christians aren't used to being afraid, even though our faith was built on people being afraid, right? Like fighting fear. Paul was killing people and people was like, nah, I believe. Like, that was the reality of Christianity. The pandemic gave us a glimpse and people buckled. And it's not to throw shade, it's to say, yo, your faith has now become something that you gotta hold. It's not an idea no more. And for me, it's like, man, I just wish that you would just dive deeper. Um, Philosophers question until there's no more doubt. They doubt all doubt. And so for me, that's what I did. I didn't want to leave for a second. I, like this hurts, Ravi. Everything that happened with the, like these are Ravi's carriers was something I thought was is right. Whatever I don't know. I learned from them, and it hurt. And you go through church, church, and it hurt, and it hurt, and it hurt. And I said, man, but I'm gonna break. I'm gonna hit until I find the unmovable mover, the the creator that can't be created. And for me, I found him. What's the what's the process of going through church hurt properly? Because I think a lot of people are toxic to where they go through a church hurt experience, whether they inflicted it or it was inflicted to them. But I don't think it's any. There's no common ground where they come back and just have a real dialogue conversation on. Okay, I did this to you. Please forgive me, or vice versa. Where is that balance at? Do you think mm-hmm. it? You know, because I think we don't have those conversations enough. I like you get the church hurt. I'm leaving the church. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I think there's a lot of ways to take it. I think that, unfortunately, sometimes it's the right move to leave. Sometimes, right? Sometimes it's not, right? And and I think that that's where the nuance of relationship with Jesus comes in. And and you gotta be able to really, to me, you gotta be able to gauge when your ego's speaking. Because you, you're gonna lose every time. That's, for me, that's like that. We can put church aside and say, yo, for every decision in your life, for everything that you have to do, anything, whatever it is, when ego speaks, it will ruin it. So determine that every time you feel that, because you can feel it, ego has a different tone. Facts. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it feels good. You know, Sometimes it sounds like, yeah, I used to be on a block, right, right, right? Like, it's like this energy and this aura that to me is like, pride came before the fall. I don't want nothing to do with this. Now, if that's my truth, everything else has to align to that. Mm-hmm. Church hurt, whatever my predicament is, what's the move that requires humility? 
Mm. What's the move that requires love? Mm. And effectivity for everybody. My good, their good, and his good. What's the answer that allows for that to be true? That's the answer. That's that's so good. Um, What's your take on faith and politics? Um, I definitely want to hear this because I think sometimes, of course, when political race comes around every four years, I feel like this divides the church because if you're not, either you have to be red or blue compared to being a believer. What's your take on that? Um, so for a long time, I tried to just steer clear because I thought it was just really messy. No, no, it's still messy. So, yes. But here's the thing, right? It's the type of messy that Jesus appreciates because he came in a season where it existed. Mm. He waited until the Roman Empire existed mm. to pull up on the earth. Which means that there's something to making a decision. So what politics allows me to do is, for some people, I saw your heart. And now it allows me to know what to do with it. Really, that's, that's kind of like, it's like, yo, what's the map on you? What's your DNA? What's your decisions, right? And can I love you regardless, right? It, we, like that just has to be the truth and then it's like yo you should love me regardless but that that may not be your truth and I have to learn to be okay with that because whatever because sometimes it's like yo this doesn't make sense that we're standing on this red and blue thing when there's issues I agree with on this side there's issues I agree with on this side it's like yo this is ridiculous neither one of y'all right and I'm standing here standing for who I'm gonna stand for the kingdom I'm gonna say my opinion on whatever it is that I've got to talk about and my opinion is mine. It's not a red one, it's not a blue one. I think if people started to think like that, we'd have a different world. But it'd be harder to organize, so. That's fair, that's <laughs> fair, that's fair. So let, let's, let's go into your creative process for someone who may not know you as an artist. Take us into when you go into the studio, the music you try to, you try to create, what yeah. does that mean? All different, um, all different sorts of things to be honest it all depends what's going on right like you said i've been doing this for a while so much so that i didn't even realize that it's been so long man i've had the sessions in the closet you know what i mean it's in the booth it's not a booth it's a closet and the clothes are the you know i've been in the sessions where it's you know the most expensive studios and i've written songs where my friend just pulled out a guitar and we just hit the vibe we're like Nas is playing and we're in city island and all of a sudden it's like dope and then you bring that into the studio um i don't know my process is literally living like i had to stop trying to, to do this thing like i don't know i guess you become an artist and start getting interviewed and you maybe you want to start making up stuff to sound interesting <laughs> it's like for me it's already interesting this life is dope you know um and mad different predicaments bring about mad different sounds um and so that is my music, right? I had somebody the other day that was like, you have like all these genres, you do all these things. And I was just like, and just, you, you just create and like, you never know who you're in the room with. If I was to cook a dish with an Indian versus an Italian versus, we're just creating the dishes that naturally can come from us. So yeah, I don't know if that answered it. No, it did. Where, where does that boldness come from, though? Because I think that is something special about you. You have always came out the gate. You, you're never going to let anybody put you in a box. <laughs> to your point, you're going to create the music that you feel God told you to create. Where does that boldness come from? Oh. I don't know if I, I didn't have the boldness 
before. I remember there was a record that I said no to for a while, but I didn't just say no. Like I did the like, uh, maybe eventually, I don't really like it, but. Um, and after that, although God has done his thing with that record, um, I learned like, yo, you're allowed to mean no. Like the same way, like when I was a kid, my dad taught me real early on. He said, yo, you could say in the name of Jesus all you want. He said, unless you know who you're talking about, mm -hmm. a demon ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Recently, I said, I could say no all I want, unless I know what I'm talking about and mean it. It don't mean nothing. So now, it means something. Like, I'm determined to make sure that it means something. I don't like that. I don't want that. I'm not doing it. It don't matter. Or I love that a lot. Let's do this. I don't see the vision. Yeah, but I do. Please. You know, fight for what what God has really said. Uh, I was a kid. You know, I'm still relatively a kid. But I was a kid that had no idea that you could get signed as a Christian artist. And you could... And like to a major thing. Like I just didn't know these things were possible and it was happening and you get excited and so you just kind of buckle up and you're like, no, but it's like, you're on the ride, girl. Like, and now I look at the ride and I'm like, mm, safety precautions don't look right, I ain't getting on. Because I grew up a little bit. You did. <laughs> you did. And, no, 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 you did. And, and I think too, as well, your yeah. spiritual maturity too, as well. Cause, yeah, cause yeah. You, yeah, you can recognize, you know, that ain't for me. And that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. So listen. I need you, let's talk about some, give me one song. Give me eight bars from that song and break down the meaning behind those eight bars. Mm. Call me Joseph, got the favor of the Pharaoh. Floating like a dove, no anxiety's on the sparrow. Call me Joseph, got the favor of the king. I got these seven gold chains and these seven gold rings. <laughs> um, Fire too. That's pretty. So, um, I'm my dad's 10th kid. Fun fact. You said you're your dad's 10th kid. 10, number 10, 10 to 10. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, nine of my siblings have different parents. So my dad, my eight have a different mom. One is a different dad. I'm the only one from my my parents. Wow. Call me Joseph, got the fame, right? Um, <clears throat> felt rejection as a child. That was literally kicked out. Like we would go to a family party and like they'd kick me out certain pictures. Really? So we'd pose and then because you were, you got the mom and the dad, you're the only one. So call me Joseph, got the fit, right? You end up in these predicaments um, and like love and everything. Forgiveness is done, it's done so you can speak about it. But um, I went through a season, like my sister was actually influential in me not having a place to stay for my season in my life. Like no, I didn't have a home. Call me Joseph, got the right? It's like your sibling pushed you in the hole. I'm having a dream that this sibling pushed me off a building. And another one of my siblings was looking and she didn't know what to do. And literally years later, that was the predicament. In that same dream, when I fell off the building, I saw balloons. Literally, I'm, I was falling and then I wasn't. And I was being raised up past the garage that they pushed me off of on balloons. Call me Joseph, right? It's like Joseph literally was went through so much, but he had ego problems, right? I can take that, absolutely. Like, <laughs> arrogance. Just all the things that, you, that God needs to use to humble you. So God allows for you to be this arrogant little crap. God forgive me, right? And he's like, I'm going to use the things that hurt to heal you. So that you can actually be who you're meant to be. Because ego will always mess you up. And literally, I can say today, like his eye is on a sparrow. We went from this crazy, horrible thing to like our families are t is together every Christmas. 
Like, we lost my niece and my nephew. Our family is together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yo, we're not letting this nonsense, this division we learned. So, I don't know. I hope that, that, that went into so many things. But, like, I say things based on real experiences, real things that I felt. I grew up in church. And when I heard Joseph's story, it was like, yo, he won. He felt all these things and I'm feeling so much worse. But he won. And it always gave me that hope. Like, I'm going to win. And that is all in my music. You know, everywhere. You, no matter what. Because I just be feeling broken. But you believe I was broken. I think that's one of the most beautiful fruit a believer has. So what's, what's, what's next? I know you're cooking for some new music or something. What, what can we expect from you next? Yo, crazy stuff happened. So I got this DM a couple months ago. Um, when I was 15, I said my niece and my nephew passed away. And I couldn't sleep, right? They were children of pastors. It was just like, it didn't make no sense. Um, there was this one voice. I played a record and just immediately. This man sent me a DM. And I'm singing with him on the next record. His record, actually, is his record. It's coming out. I'm not hype, and it's his style record. He allowed, like I, he was like, I was looking for you, and that's the crazy part. Is like, yo, I, I've known you my whole life, and you were looking for me, and that's what God says to us, and that's what the record says. Like he had no idea what I was going through at 15 when I needed his voice, and the song literally says, "Your loneliness called to me." Come on, like when I tell you I'm letting God run the show because he's literally healing my heart through my career. So that's the next one. And after that, I got my own single. It's a sync record, very big. Um, we're we're co co collaborating, I guess, with multiple causes, um, cancer, domestic violence, drug abuse, um, vets. My dad's a vet. I have multiple family members that are in the military, so we're supporting that. Um, and then after that, I got a record with uh, my homegirl, um, Crystal Soria, uh, so that's gonna be fun. Can we expect a project before the end of the year, or are you gonna wait till next year for yeah, a right full now, project? Yeah, right now I'm like, I'm learning the business, that's and true. right now I'm dealing with business stuff. Okay. Are you merch? We got merch coming. I mean, yeah, so you... much. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Literally, like the this single is coming with just the full force of love, if I'm honest, which means we're we're creating a whole package that is gonna help people. Like, and it's gonna come with the merch, it's gonna come with the music, it's gonna come, right? I'm not excited. Angie Rose, ladies and gentlemen, listen to Angie, tell the people how to connect with you, how they can follow you on all your social media platforms, and introduce your latest singer. Yeah, literally, you can find me any everywhere if you just type Angie Rose. It's cool, I'm kind of the first name that's popping up right now, like, uh, so that's lit. Uh, but it's Angie Rose Music with a K anywhere else, um, Spotify, YouTube, Angie Rose, straight like that. You can even ask Alexis, you know. We got all that. Yeah, new music on the way. Keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. You tune back into The Fix, your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble checking back in. Just came off a music set. Uh, we played music from uh, Kale Mitchell, as well as uh, Scooty Wop, D Tall, as well as Toby Nowigway. And yes, I'm excited about this real talk conversation today, Dice. I feel like we go go, you know what I'm saying? Back in the day when we were young, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. I feel, you, know, you know, so I'm a '90s. I'm a '90s everything. So yes, you know, graduated from high school, mid '90s, mm -hmm. '90s hip hop, '90s R&B. Like that is my thing. Like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
nobody could tell me nothing different. Okay, so okay. I just enjoy the experiences I had in, in what I would say my heyday mm-hmm. <laughs> in the 90s. But I would not be anything. Come on now. Going into the 90s, if it wouldn't have had it been for uh, uh, less, less, and Andrea who right. blessed me <laughs> and brought me up with a strong foundation. Shout okay. out to my parents looking down that. from heaven. Uh, love I y'all. Love, love y'all. So, yeah, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about old school parenting versus Man. new school parenting. Man. And I think this conversation will be good. I think the first thing that for me Come on that kind of sticks out, I remember growing up. And, and, and I know some 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 of the new school parenting is like this, but it was just a standard on the teaching. Mm-hmm. Like you could not just go outside or disobey or do Come something out of pocket without Come being on. disciplined. It was always a lesson learned, mm-hmm. whether I got that from my parents, whether I got that from my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like it was always a lesson to learn. So like that's one of my fondest memories. Like I remember I think I was like four. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like either four or five. I know it's like kindergarten, like either pre-kindergarten or kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, he told me specifically not to do something. Mm-hmm. It was something about um writing with crayons or something. Either I was doing it on the walls oh. or something. I wasn't writing on the paper. I was doing it on the walls. And it was at that point I knew when I did it and I got in trouble, like I knew I couldn't do that no more. <laughs> 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 it was just one of those things. He's like, he'll sit you down, he'll talk to you, mm-hmm. but then he also say, "You all right? Now you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Don't get it twisted." I, I, but I want to talk to you first and give you Man. the opportunity to know why you about Man. to get these hands, Man. <laughs> the holy Man. hands. Pray for it. The holy Man. hands. <laughs> Listen, wait. Oh gosh, I have so many stories because my mm-hmm. parents. They, they were they were basically teenage parents, you know, so the grandparents had to kind of step in and the grandparents were old school. I'm talking pick your switch, pick your switch, pick your switch. Like, have you ever had to take that walk where you had to walk out the back door and you knowing this is going to be used <laughs> towards you? Pick your sw- I tried to be cute one day. And here's the thing. I love my grandparents. I love my grandmother. I thank God for all the trouble she ever, uh, you know, helped me to get out of and just teaching me the lesson. But, bruh, I tried to pick a green switch one day. And let me just tell y'all, and I don't think anybody's getting uh, disciplined with switches anymore. But if you are, do not go pick a green one. I picked the green one, bruh. It was small because I was like, if it's small, it ain't going to hurt. It never broke. <sighs> what about go outside all day? Go outside and play all day. How about that? Listen, listen. Did you have that? Oh, absolutely. So hold on. I got to go back to the switch situation. So I have to share. Oh, okay. So I, I, I was. You were so one. quiet. I'm like, yeah, I no, guess no, no, I'm no. the only one that got the no, switch. No. Yeah. no, no, no. Let's be very clear. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but see, I used to get in trouble because I wasn't going to pick my switch. I, I never understood my cut. I was, I would watch everybody. So I grew up, uh, uh, summer times. I don't know uh, how the kids do it now, but mm-hmm. in the summertime, you had to go mm-hmm. to big mama house. You went to grandmama mm-hmm. house, but mm-hmm. you wasn't the only one. It was like you and your siblings and the rest mm-hmm. of your cut. Mm-hmm. It'd be like twelve of us yep. <laughs> at my grandmama house from June, uh-huh. July, because everybody else uh-huh. had to work. You know, all the parents had to That's work. That's right. So mm-hmm. I never really was a troublemaking kid, but my cousins were bad. I love y'all. I know y'all listening right now, but I love y'all. I ain't gonna say no names, but y'all, mm-hmm. y'all know the ones. You know, y'all just mm-hmm. bad. And old school grandmamas, if one get in trouble, 
everybody getting in trouble. But no, I, I just, I just could never get that concept. So I used to get it double because yeah. I wouldn't go get no switch. I, 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 you want me to go get a switch? One, I didn't do anything wrong. Two, I got to go get a switch for you to hit me with it. No, no, I'm gonna sit right here and wait for First, you to go get it. If you gonna I, hit me with it, I, I don't <laughs> listen. There was no no. I have never said no one to my grandmother or my mother to, mm. to this day. There is no no, no shaking of the head. You couldn't run when you was in rent. If you ever thought to run, it was gonna be way, way worse. And let me tell you, don't get in trouble at school. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get about four whoopings in one day. Five. Huh? I, I, I five. When you got home. Say, five. Got home. No, five. No, wait, five. wait, wait, wait. Oh, you, you, go you, ahead. You, you you had to wait till you got home? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I, I've gotten a paddle in at school. I don't even think they, they don't do corporal punishment. It's called corporal punishment, right? Right, yeah. right. No, I'm about to say, yeah, we they used don't to get do that swats at school first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start yeah. off yeah. getting oh, swats at school. Sw- yeah, you get the paddle. Principal's office paddle. Right. Get to your grandma's. Somebody, an auntie, an uncle, you're going to get in trouble again. Then when your parents come to pick you up, you already know you're going to get in trouble again when you get home. Like, getting, this is the difference to me. Uh-huh. Kids nowadays, when they get in, you know, back in the day when you got in trouble at school and you cut up at the schoolhouse in the classroom it's in front of other people, it's your over. whole neighborhood knew like it was going to be a disciplinary day. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of tolerated. I feel sorry for teachers sometimes, but it's definitely tolerated in a different way. So I, I'm not saying I'm here for people to, uh, you know, beat the kids, paint the kids, let teachers hit the kids, none of that. All I'm saying is, this used to be a deterrent. It used to. It used to be. A, it used to be a huge deterrent from kids acting up. In at least for me, I never wanted to get in trouble after I got in trouble one time there. But um, let's let's talk about this though. It take a village. It take a village. It take a village. That's biblical. Now y'all y'all don't y'all want to run away from the scriptures? Now biblically, you say it take a village. That might be a teacher. Might need to you know. Pop, pop. Let's talk about let, let's talk let's talk about this one because um. Did wait, you have, you, did, wait, wait! You said something earlier. I, I, I talked about the switching, but you also said uh, going outside and playing. Yeah, yes, all so day. Like, yes, we all had day. to go outside and entertain ourselves. These mm-hmm. kids today, they don't even know how to go outside and entertain themselves. Like, you almost have to take them outside and force them. Look, yeah. there was no... build something, mm-hmm. make something, Listen. go play with somebody. You don't look. Yeah, look, two houses down. There's little mm-hmm. kids right there. You don't want to go see if they can come I, outside? I could not wait. This is my challenge. I had, like I said, grandma was pretty strict, so you had chores. So even though you wanted to go do something, maybe, you know, on a Friday afternoon with your friends you're around the neighborhood, you still had chores. Like, I would have to rake the leaves or, or clean the kitchen or whatever, and my friends, right. would, you know, they come over and they're like, hey, you ready to go? And I'm like, I got to do this first. Because you knew you had to do that first. And I mean, my grandmother would be like, you can go on and help her and then she can get done faster. And my friends hated coming to get me, coming, you we know, were walking down the street, coming to pick me up. Cause they're like, every time we come down here, like you in the middle of your chores and then we got to help you to finish them just so you can go with us. But, um, listen, that was my have, cousin. Kids, that's funny. Oh, kids <laughs> had, no, we have responsibilities going up. Like the house had to be clean before mm-hmm. any parent came home. I'm talking no dishes in the sink, bathroom clean. I mean, Sometimes even making my mom's bed, you know, but living room, oh, it better not be nothing up in the living room or dining room or nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I was growing up, I'll be honest with you, it was like, oh, why do I have to do this? But my house is flawlessly clean right now. You know, like, like it's just a habit, you know, that I built, uh, you know, just 
listening uh growing up so I don't know. I appreciate the times, the old school times and the old school teachings. I've, I've definitely our kids. I think they're half and half. We were very lenient with them. I think as much as we could be without them disrespecting us, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we still we still kind of instill some old school values in them. What about TV? Because I couldn't watch TV. I definitely couldn't watch soaps. I could only watch cartoons and I could only watch TV on certain occasions. Could you watch TV? Yes, uh, I had to watch whatever was being watched by either my grandmother or my father. <laughs> so yes, it, yeah, we yeah, I sat in front of it and watched it, but you know, it wasn't my programming all the time. Now I would get up early. Mm-hmm. To your point, I, I remember always getting up early, doing my chores, mm-hmm. eating cereal, and watching mm-hmm. cartoons before I went to school. Like I, I tell these kids all the time, I said I used to get up at like five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> do my little few little chores get my cereal watch me some gi joe's transformers and literally be off to school like they don't know nothing about it but how about this okay do you remember the conversations that you did your mom have conversations with the neighbors like miss johnson like what? i feel like the parents were closer oh, back then too man. as well like miss johnson Listen, knew Ms. Thomas. everybody my, knew everybody what? knew if i couldn't go nowhere if i was on That's punishment correct. If yes, nobody, right. if nobody, listen, and t- everybody tell Miss Gilda, all of them, they would snitch on me. If somebody came over, you know, my grandmother wasn't there. My mom wasn't there. And they'd be like, uh, so what you, what you doing with company in the house? You know, you're supposed to have no company. Like who in the world? Like who is watching? Mm. When are <laughs> they watching me? Cause I'm not even really doing too much, but it's just like, they watch, they used to watch and they communicated a lot. I mean, a lot. Mm. They knew all your business. Mm-hmm. They knew all of your business. Well, I love that because if we ever were looking for someone or if somebody was looking for me, everybody knew exactly where I was. Like the house, you know, you just knew where the kids were back right. in the day. So it wasn't, no, I don't know. I haven't seen him for six hours. It's like, no, he's down at Johnny's house, you know, playing, Absolutely. riding his bike. Yeah. So I I missed that closeness um, growing up. It just, it's so, it was so different. It made you love life more. Like mm-hmm. I grew up where you could walk into other people's houses. They door, the front door wasn't locked or the side door wasn't locked, you know, and, and our families were that tight knit where you could just roll up in their house. You can't do that now, <laughs> nowadays without getting shot. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was very welcoming to, to know you had all these different communities and homes that you could just, you know, roll up in, get something to eat. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. We couldn't run in and out. If you wanted water, you had to drink it out the hose. Like it was like once you came in the house, you had to stay in the house. Was it like that when you grew up? No, I, so I couldn't. So let's be very clear: don't be slamming that dough. Ah. I, my grandma was saying right now, don't you slam that back dough. But no, I could come in and out the house. But no, don't get it twisted. Yes, uh. when we didn't want to come home. So for instance, I had a couple of uh, partners who had like basketball hoops in their backyard that might have been like around the corner. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. Instead of coming all the way back around the corner, mm. yeah, we uh, we got the holes on the side of the house and we go back to hooping. You know what I'm saying? The rest of the day. So absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, yeah, we, we definitely did that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those are just uh, good times. You know. Yeah. I, I think um something that was very key mm-hmm. um at least for me was the community i i, I gotta touch on that piece you, you brought it up mm-hmm. being able to know that you could go house to house yes like i don't think the These new kids they don't know that now. feeling right. they don't know that feeling it just made you feel more connected it made you respect your community more 
Uh-huh. But it was nice to have extra parents or extra people in your life. You know, different people had different snacks. Some people had, the, you know, the little ices, you know, like we didn't always have some some people had the popsicles. You know, we just had a little package, the little packages with all the different icy waters. Mm-hmm. And so it was like it was just nice to see people. Some people had pop tarts. I I didn't have pop tarts. Like mm-hmm. it was it was cool. But just to know you have family, you know, pe- places you could go hang out. And mm-hmm. uh, and kick it with different people on your block or in your neighborhood. Yeah. How about how about homework? Do you remember uh, sitting at that table uh, until that homework was done? And, uh, and, and I, I think it's so funny because you had to sit at that table mm, until your homework was done. You and I didn't and even you get only, to eat. I didn't what, get to no, eat until my you couldn't homework. eat nothing yeah. until your and and you uh, only could add. Really, you 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 were responsible to really do it yourself. Mm-hmm. If you had a question, you could ask. But for mm-hmm. the most part. No, why did why did what did you not pick up in school? What what, what you be misbehaving during the day? You ain't picking up on your assignments. Yeah. You don't understand what you're supposed to do. My so parents, yeah. no, I got you, I got you. My dad would give me extra homework. It wasn't even required, bro. Extra extra problems. He want to make extra sure you were questions, smart. extra sentences. She's like smart. when I got in trouble, it was like I would get in trouble at the school sometimes. Come home, you get you you on punishment. This after you got a whooping, and I had to write a hundred sentences. Like the mm. like, it was just like this thing of you gonna learn. Like I'm gonna need you to. You ain't gonna come home and have freedom. Like you gonna come home and you gonna have more homework. This ain't even going to your teacher. This is homework for the parents. I don't know any parents that get their kids homework nowadays, but I promise you, I used to have tablets of math and multiplication problems. Like. And it would have me stuck at that table all night long. Learning my lesson, though. Don't cut up the school. Absolutely. Do, do you feel like some of the new school parents, unfortunately, don't stress that enough far as for making sure homework is done? I, you know, I just feel like some of them, you know, are, are more their friend. Mm-hmm. And they let them kind of like play on their phones. Listen, and they, that back, it, back, it, backs, it backfires. I have uh, sisters and I have friends that have tried to allow their children to be their friend and what happens is when that child gets to a certain age and they think that you know that that nothing stinks and that they about your height and they can do all the things you do and they know everything you know like they smarter than you then uh you can't really tell them nothing and so it's kind of like you can't be mad at the kid because you've been treating them like this is your best friend tell them all your business and they feel like an adult an adult so it's like it's important to not necessarily just keep kids in the kids' place, but there's kids don't need to know all your business. You know, I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, and kids need parents. So yes, they uh, need friends, but they got plenty of friends on the block at school. They're gonna always have friends, but they're not gonna always have parents. So I will say one thing. I will say was I felt I know it was toxic as I got older, um, but I understand why they did it. Uh, I came up where sometimes. As a child, you could be seen but not heard. Bruh, like don't when even talk about when, the old, when the old man said something, that yeah. was it. Like you, you know, it was talk. If you had a, a different of opinion <laughs> and wanted to voice that statement back, that I, was like you, talk back in my house. Nah, bro, you had leniency in your whole entire life. I'm a little jealous. We couldn't even be in the same room. Like the conversation would just stop. Let me let me rewind. You couldn't come into a room without speaking. Try, mm, try that nice. if you want. Try that if you want to. Yeah, and then when you came, when you came in the room, you best greeted every adult. And then you had to keep on walking because you can't be in grown folks conversation. That's the statement. You child will not be in grown folks conversation. Please stop staring at my mouth. 
and please exit the room. Like it was, there was just a protection for children back in the day. Like, like, hey, these kids don't need to know what we talking about in here. You know, we are adults; they're children. And I, I, I honestly, it didn't bother me because I wanted to go on about my business. And I wish it kind of was like that. I mean, I think this new school is cool. Everybody got these inclusive parental parenting ideas. That's fine if that works for you. But Wait, trust me, bring that back. Say that again. <laughs> I want to hear you say that one more time. What is it called? <laughs> Excl- what do you, what do you say that inclusive? Again? Like the, 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 it's it's like it's like you are including your child in everything that you got going on. So it's like okay. as a parent, you're including them. You know, it's like it's inclusive you're parenting, and it's just like these kids don't know what's good for them. You are the mm. you are the adult. You know what's coming down the pipe. So it's kind of like. Mm. Don't set them up to fail. You know, it's okay if you want to encourage them differently and you're like, okay, so I got whoopings. I don't want to give my kid whoopings, you know, or I got discipline really strict. Cause I know some people, they've gotten discipline so hard that Lord, it's going to take a lot of therapy for them to really forgive their parents, you know, but I'm just saying like, there are some things that you can put in place that will help your kid remain a kid because you don't want the kid to miss out on their, on their youth. That's to me, that's the main thing. I had a great, listen, out of everything we just talked about, I loved my upbringing, having fun, playing outside all day, having friends running around in the yard, you know, barefoot, like getting yelled at by having no shoes on. Like it was so much fun being a kid and not just having my face in the phone, you know, like picking apples, picking, you know, you got fruits and vegetables out back. Like it was just fun to be digging in the dirt, playing with worms, like doing, doing the stuff that kids do. And it just kind of, I think it made me more creative. I'll be honest with you. Absolutely. Anna, yeah. So, you anyway. know, I, 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 you said something about the, the respect of when you enter the room, you had to address the adult Come on. and say hello or goodbye or you hello. Know, may, may I have something? How you doing, Miss Johnson? How you whatever. doing? Right. Uh-huh. So, so new school, some new school, I'm not saying everybody, but some mm. new school. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, i no, no, because it, it, it threw me off. It threw me off at first. Pray for me. It threw me off. I, I had to uh, say some things to some of uh, the new school parents who don't feel like the elders still should have uh, respect given to them. And I, I'm going to give you an example. What, what, first thing you said, hello, Miss Johnson. Hello, yes. Miss Thompson. Yes. They call <laughs> the elders <laughs> by their first name and they're only like 12. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, how you doing, Gwen? Hey, how you doing, Evelyn? Mm-hmm. I'll be looking like mm-hmm. you're 12 years old. That's Miss yeah. Gwen to you. That's Miss Evelyn to you. Bruh, even to the no. day, even to the, oh my gosh, my father just turned 70 this year. And it is, yes, sir. And I don't do it because I want anything. It's just to get, it's just a sign of respect. You know, like even growing up, I never said, yeah. I think I may have tried it one time and my mom said, what? Yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, 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 real quick. <laughs> what, what I had said was, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let me finish getting that out. But it's just for me, I, like I said, I'm an old school parent. I know, um, you know, I, the kids are so funny because, like, you know, my husband and I are very, very different when it comes to that type of thing. He's way more lenient, but I'm just like, nah. Like, I, I stay with it, bro. I roll with the old school. Like, yeah, you will respect me. But here's the thing. They love me, you know, so I've been, I've, you know, like I'm definitely a, a protector. I'm like the number one fighter. They know, like, if we call mom, it's on and popping, you know, and so we have that relationship. They, they've learned, like, it's just some things I like, 
you know, like as a parent. And um, and I love that they just kind of indulge me in all my old schoolisms, even though we're like 2022. <laughs> so, like, oh, Lord. OK, lady. You're tuned into The Fix, your source of faith and fuse, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. We having a little fun today. We talking about old school versus new school parents. Oh, yeah. Keep it locked. Oh, we got to yeah. go to break. You're tuned into The Fix. And the Fix is in. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You tune back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus, <laughs> Dice Gamble, and we having a great, great time going down, back down, memory lane. Flashback, right? This is good. <laughs> Oh, we're talking man. today, uh, talking about old school parenting versus new school parenting. Mm-hmm, and we just, mm-hmm. you know, just reminiscing on mm-hmm. our upbringing. Um, mm-hmm. So let, let, let's talk. Uh, we, we already kind of hit on, you know, um, homework, the difference in uh, ho- old school homeworking mm-hmm. compared to now. Um, we also talked a little bit about manners <laughs> well, <let me laughs> and making sure. Uh-huh. Go, ahead. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Manners and making sure what? Making sure, uh, making sure we respect elders, like manners, and making mm-hmm. sure you have mannerism, and, mm-hmm. and making sure you respect the elders. Mm-hmm. Making sure you uh, learn something uh, in school. We also dove into the difference in going outside and staying in the house. <laughs> we, we actually, you know, a lot of the old school parents, you know, and, and, and kids, we went outside and played. We know we're in a technology era now where everybody yeah. has a gadget. So a lot of these kids, yeah. I think they get robbed. I really believe they well, get we, robbed. We already we already know. It's it's frying their brain. I mean, but, but, but here's the thing here's the Go thing ahead. though. The parents the one that's robbing them. It ain't them. Because if, if you're a parent, you can say, you know what? It's time for being but on the these, iPad. These, it's these, a time to go outside too. I mean, you gotta be a boss parent though. I mean, I here's what do the you thing. mean? Uh, we, we, I mean, no, no. I mean, you got to be a boss parent. I, no, I'm just saying, like, yes, you should take that. Matter of fact, why does your kid even even have it? Like, it's just mm-hmm. such a young age to start these bad habits. Like, I think when our kids they were like 11 ish, 12 ish, we started getting them cell phones. Mm-hmm. And you know, because you're like, okay, yeah, you are at school. You know, anything can happen. You know, after school sports and all this. Um, we, but we got our da- we got our daughters at 13. 13th birthday. Oh, but if they was cutting up, oh, the phone, it comes in our room. That's Mm. that's our that's our phone now. You're not having that phone. Like like it was easy to take these things away. Games, bring me bring me everything electronic and take the door off. Like we're not playing with you. Like you don't pay any bills here. Like we pay matter of fact, we made you. So it's like you don't get to tell us what you about mm-hmm. to do in here or what you get to play with in here like and it was and it, it was you know it was it was what it was but listen let me let me just let's go reminisce did you have it like this growing up my mom or my grandmother would take us to the store before you got out the car don't ask for nothing don't touch nothing don't ask me to buy nothing <laughs> it was like we were going on this mission and it does not involve you. Like it was so strict. Like every Listen, now and then, every now and then, we, I got we, a little. We snack. weren't allowed to get out the car. What? Once you get out the car, you got to stay. You had to stay in the car, bro. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, Lord, 95 degrees okay, okay, with us. And you survived. Listen, here. okay, let me ask you this. It was six of us sitting there. In the- <laughs> Lord. Okay, so we were not allowed to say fake cuss words at all. It was no darn, shoot, heck, none of that. You could not ever even, because they already knew the cuss word you were trying, even if you were just playing with your cousins. And for some reason, adults have great hearing because you could be all the way on one side of the house and they hear you say this mm-hmm. fake, fake cuss word. And now you were in trouble. Were you mm-hmm. able to say fake cuss words or not? No, absolutely not. I wasn't able to do none of that. Absolutely not. And it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. So <laughs> he said it was bad. Did you say something one time? I think I did say something one time, and I promise that probably is the hardest time my mama slapped the back of my head. <laughs> I think I just got a fresh fade too as well. That's wow. back when we was we was wearing them low ball fades, and Lord help me. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have did it once. I, I was I was the one who maybe did things maybe one time to see if I can get away with it, but after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. no, no. So I, I never. Think that, I think that's missing too as well. Um, and, and some disagree with it, but I, I think it was a sense of the fear of God that old school parents put in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you know, uh, some people don't agree with it, but I think it, it, it made us and shaped us into who we are oh, because it, it taught us that we had to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. There's a standard mm-hmm. and that, yeah, you know, sometimes it was toxic. I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it was toxic, but it oh, was yeah. the, the principle behind it is what needed to be learned. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that was the big deal. Oh, and, and listen, I got to give credit to all the old school he- heads. They only had, they only knew what they knew so they they could only give you they could only give you what they had so it wasn't like and i try to tell people this when people like oh i was abused and this happened to me and that and i'm like that they only knew what they knew like you know Mm -hmm. so you kind of got to give them like meet them halfway forgive them halfway or something like they were just trying to do their absolute best and but i you know a lot of a lot of these stories a lot of these little uh disciplines i loved because it helped me to perform better in the workplace at school like i learned how to talk to people i learned how to approach people learn how to respect people you know like no nonsense so let me ask you this focus we i i didn't you know how you go to the grocery store now and these parents would be like oh come on sue i need you to get up come on come on no i like i need you when you have the no wait 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 when you're at the store now i'm talking about now people people were like begging their kids to come on or no they can't have this when i was growing up it was over for you no you got the look they give you the look first you got the stare it's like a no breath stare through your soul and you just knew the next the next move if it ain't the right one my whole life like this is over (laughs) that look it was just like it was just like that look you're like man mm -mm. yep no i'm with you on that totally messed up like (laughs) how how about this do you remember uh your mother or your father calling you downstairs for dinner (sighs) and you had to sit at the table Uh you had a meal prepared for you right uh-huh. Was there another option for that night or was that the meal Bruh. that was prepared for you? If you didn't eat what was there, they'd tell you, well, you can starve. You can go to bed hungry. Like it was there was just two options. Like either oh. you either you, you, you can you starve. You, like, you didn't get a whole nother meal made for you? Listen, one time I was so so I didn't like oatmeal until I got older. I hated oatmeal growing up. Uh-huh. And for some reason on that day, that's all we had. I was at my grandmother's and I remember my dad had made some oatmeal. And 
I knew I didn't like oatmeal at that young age. Maybe just didn't like the way he made it. And he was like, you're going to sit there until you eat it. It's going to be cold, but you're going to have to sit there. And I was like, the devil. So I went and got a stack of napkins and I had them on my lap. And I, when he would, he would walk out the kitchen and then I would spit it in a napkin and throw it in the trash. Like I had to get through, like you had to show them that you were going to eat that food out of respect and I didn't want to be disrespectful and I wasn't like no I ain't gonna eat it because I knew that would be the end (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's like like you you were like man I get it like and now that I'm older I'm like man that's all we probably had on that day seriously you know so um you know but no at least you had to eat what was on that table or you didn't eat at all Mm. that's it no I agree that that was the same that was my same experience but I think some of the new school uh parents uh give their kids options especially you know early on so you know, um, you know I, they, shout they, out shout out to all the new school parents who are sweet like that i mean rich it ain't sweet it, they rich they rich <laughs> they got money <laughs> that's okay. what it was because because okay. to your point absolutely yes Listen. this was the option mama made this meal because this is what was the option mm-hmm. you know yeah, we, we didn't have yeah. much but mm-hmm. this is what it is and it's yeah. like six of us we got to feed so it's uh, like I was no, so you're going to eat this. I was so happy getting breakfast for dinner, not realizing them pancakes was saving your life. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like you get older and realize like these parents were struggling sometimes. But what about this? What about the teeth? Because uh, it's so funny. I was at the dentist and, um, you know, my I, I got to get some work done or whatever. And I told the lady, I said, why don't you just get some string? And she was like, oh, God, I would never do that. And I'm like. Yeah, my grandmother would snatch that tooth straight out of my face. Like, just wrap that string on around that tooth, either slam a door or just yank that bad boy. What about teeth in your house? Did you did you get your teeth pulled or no? We got our teeth our teeth snatched. Absolutely. At least at least at least your father used a a, a string. <laughs> my old man used pliers. No way. Yeah. No way. Get it over with quick. That's like torturous. Are you serious? At least with the string, you know, you it can get tight, and then you know, you like just it's gonna come out. But you telling me some pliers, mm-hmm. and, 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 and and you know something else. Uh, I remember one time too as well. He he brought me an apple. He said just biting this apple, that tooth will come right out. Show sure enough, it came right out. Man, show sure enough, it came right out. Okay, well how, let's let's look, go ahead. Go ahead. The how, tooth how, came how, out. How, how about this? Yeah, yeah. So the tooth came out. How about I remember, <laughs> and this is why I think. This is something that I have always pushed in my house because I remember my dad and my mom having date night. Like, I really just remember, like, them taking the time to make sure they loved on us. They made sure that they loved on each other. They showed us that they were affectionate the whole nine. I see the opposite sometimes in some of the new school parenting to where it's more where parents look more into the kids and they take away from their marriage mm. and their daytime just to make sure the kid is happy and i'm like mm-hmm. first of all no. dates and parties happen regardless me and my husband talk about this all the time like how we would just be in these places knowing this, these are places kids should be but back in the day my parents were not stopping anything they wanted to do it, was, come on, it wasn't dice, no babysitter it was, it was a kid section it was a kid section dice come on don't act like that uh, you know, you know we couldn't we couldn't we could come to the top of the stairs we couldn't go down come on don't play games well, that too Red well, that, special. That, 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 that too that too absolutely absolutely you're right top of the stairs that's right you could not come down like you could not 
come all the way into where the action was mm-hmm. happening for sure yeah. for sure what about um let's see you talking about something a minute ago what about doctors because here's the thing my mom my parents my grandmother they did not believe in doctors unless you were dying like every thing that was wrong with you could be fixed with a nap a bath or castor oil <laughs> you crazy i promise everything oh my stomach hurt i'll go lay down take a nap you feel better oh my stomach hurt oh why don't you go take a bath and then if if that wasn't it it was castor oil and then it was like the nasty castor oil it was like Big. the one you gag on and they're yeah. like you better sw- you better swallow it here's the orange you better swallow don't you spit that out and it's like what but it worked but it's so funny it's like you know when we so we have four kids and three boys one girl and i i can't even count the broken bones i think all the boys except for one has had a broken bone but just the stuff that they did i was like how how are y'all even this rough and all these things are happening and surgeries and you know different things like this i was like none of that happened to us when we were when we were kids like everything was fixed there were there were no problems there was no problem like they would fix it castor oil a bath or a nap that was your doctor uh, advice right there or baby aspirin every now and then if something was wrong you put it in a spoon and, and, and put some water in it and and you know mix it so you can swallow it better so no that wasn't my experience now i will tell you that that castor oil was terrible i mean it was like <laughs> death in a bottle i <laughs> So I agree with you wholeheartedly. That casserole was terrible. But no, I, my, my parents definitely took me to the uh, the hospital. My mom actually worked at a hospital. She retired okay. from a okay. hospital. She worked over 36 years at a hospital. So no, I went to regular hospital. <laughs> so did my brothers and sisters. So like, yeah, we went to regular uh, hospital. Now, I will say this. Even though my mom worked at the hospital, <laughs> I think she had a, a uh, fear of the dentist because we did not go to the dentist regularly like we should. So I think <laughs> because she, yeah, I, I believe yeah. because she didn't like the dentist, she didn't kind of like force us on that. Mm-hmm. We might go one, well, no, we definitely went once a year, but I, back then you're supposed to go like every three, six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. We didn't go, we never went to, the two times or three times a year, but we did at least go once a year. But no, I, I, we definitely went to the doctor. <laughs> I remember getting regular physicals checkups and yeah, I think I, I sprained my ankle and broke my arm once. Uh, yeah, I broke my arm too as well. So yeah, no. We had we, to go. We, yeah, yeah, we had to go. Man, it was just, uh, it was just great growing up back in the day. And then when you get older and you have your kids and you, you realize like you do do things differently. You know, I think the things that you feel were abusive or torturous, you kind of try not to do and, and you know, you try not to treat your kids that way. But there, there is a, a lot of good education and, and lessons to be learned in those old school kind of ways of, you know, growing up from, um, you know, just your elders. I miss, I miss what, the old, I miss the old crew. <clears throat> I do too as well. What about your parents telling you no? I feel like that's a little different now. I feel like sometimes the new school parents give these kids a lot of leeway and they don't say no. But I remember my dad shooting me down. I, I had the whole story. I was trying to get this and that, that, that. No, he just like, listen, I, I know you worked on it all day, but no. <laughs> Wait a minute. How about they didn't repeat that? They didn't repeat that no. Like, like I only got one no. Mm-hmm. There was no, you don't get to petition. 
There, right. there will be no, you know, uh, court session on. Like, there ain't no judge gonna come and be between us, right? You ain't calling your grandmother or nobody. Like, the no, call it the no was an, it was an absolute no. Facts. Like, I mean, you didn't get, you didn't get that extra, and um, <laughs> it's so funny. But they were not playing games back in the day. And I, it's so funny. I'm like, man, why were they so strict? But it's just, I think their parents were like that, and. I think back in the day they didn't have time for all the extra no nonsense one thing i will say um about you know because i want to make sure i give props to the new school crew you guys are way more in touch with your kids i know we are way more in touch with our kids than our parents were in touch with us emotionally you know like I, and i love that part of our family where it's like they, our kids are like superheroes i mean they I, they they all bad but they're all awesome like they but they are superheroes they're like a mix between our grandparents and then they're a mix between the millennials so if you can imagine how they are like they have all the brains and all the know-how and all the respect and all the you know all the knowledge and then they out here and they, they have their friends and their friend group and they all are uh, leaders in their friend groups so mm-hmm. we I'm, I'm proud of my husband and I we just took both and we were like okay we will listen to you see if that makes sense you know, and if it doesn't make sense, we shut it down. But if it's something and we're like, okay, we see where you're coming from. Yeah, you know, it's different. But we see that, like, we really gave them uh, the leeway to be and go do, you know, within the guidelines of how God has taught us to kind of, or told us to kind of raise them. So, no, yeah. I agree. I think that is something that I, I definitely missed out on being able to communicate effectively with my parents like mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. I, I once i became an adult of course i, I circled back and was able to have a lot of conversations mm-hmm. but yes i think the new school parents do do a good job of coming into their world where they're mm-hmm. still parents mm-hmm. but still allowing for their child to have a voice yeah and understanding their their reasoning behind Mm-hmm. The things that they do, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we were shut down, like yeah. you say. It was a hard <laughs> no, and, and don't yeah. come back in this room asking no more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no. So it's 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 good. I really hope that um, I hope that our little generation, like they take they they take both to their to their kids as well, because there's some good stuff in the old school, and then some of it is just ridiculous. Um, but. Um, and then there's some good stuff with this new uh, age parenting as well, you know, I, and I think it's more emotionally, you know, and, and the communication piece there. So um, absolutely, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, it's, it's good stuff. Old listen, school listen. Versus new school. Old school versus new school. Listen, we got to go to break. Keep the lock. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus, Dice, Gamble, and listen, this is the saddest moment of the show. Always is. Always oh, is. Always is. We got to go. Yes. We don't want yes. to go. We'll be here tomorrow. And listen, please, please like and share our posts, our reels, our stories. Like, We got some good content on here, some great interviews, some great tips. And uh, even if it's not helping you, maybe it'll help somebody else. But please, please help us get the word out there. Sirius XM, channel 154, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. The Fix radio show on Holy Culture. Shout out to Holy Culture. Definitely shouts out to Holy Culture. Listen, we want to shout out Angie Rose. We thank you. Thank her for an exclusive interview. Um, It was a lot of good nuggets she shared in that interview. What did you uh, pick up on um, from the interview, uh, Dice? Well, first of all, that's my girl. That's my sister. That is, that is, I'm telling you, my sister from another mother. I love you, Ange. She's just always 
uh, focused and loving. And I like how she's growing. She's growing intentionally. You know, I like how she was talking about ego versus God in that interview. Shout out to you, sis, for having a sync record on the way. Like, um, I love that she's starting to do things using her native tongue. You know, I, I, I follow her in some of her lives and I'm just, I'm like amazed. I was sitting there and, you know, like the interviewer is speaking Spanish and she's speaking Puerto Rican and I'm just trying to pick it up, but I'm just happy that I'm there. And I, when I hear the glory, adios, I'm like, okay, that's glory to God. Okay. I'm in here. I'm listening, but she's just, she's just dope. So I, I love, I love the interview and I can't wait to hear more from her. I mean, she definitely is a trailblazer. She's an OG and she definitely has a heart for God and a heart for women and a heart for music. And um, it's, it's just great. That's my sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. I, I know she's working on new music. So, yeah, so yeah. she drops some new music, we definitely get her back on the show. Let's go. Um, definitely get her back on the show. Listen, we, we had fun <laughs> with our uh, old school versus new school conversation. Yes. Yes. Do, you f- do you feel like we gave the people enough? Because we can give them a round, too, if you want. Do you feel like we gave them enough? <laughs> You know, I, 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 I held back a few up, but you know. Oh, man, I held back a lot of things, you know, just trying to keep it fun and light. You know, I know, but here's the thing. God gave you your kid, your mm. children, whoever you raise. And so, you you know, you, you've already you already got the manual. People are like, oh, you don't know how to raise kids. It's like each kid is different. And I'll say this. We have four. They all can hear the same message in the same room and they all respond differently. Like each kid is totally different. So when you're like you should just get it like they might not get it you know we have a couple kids that they hear you and they still don't believe you then we have some kids that hear you and believe you you know then we then we have one that don't they don't want to hear you or believe anything you got to say so they're all different so you're gonna have to actually be prayerful about discipline them loving them communicating with them and learn the child i just want to give some advice Mm. like we're talking about you know old school new school but it doesn't matter you need to learn that baby and how they how they see life and how they respond and how they communicate because that's going to help you raise them to be the best them they're supposed to be so good luck out there <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, you definitely want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got to put. We, you know, you know. Now nah, we we gonna, we just, we gonna leave it like it is. I, you gonna I say they like stop I, spoiling these kids? They yeah, bad. yeah, they're bad. These kids are bad. Don't Some you let these kids, kids bad. Don't let them talk back. Let them yes. tell. Remind them who you are. You know, right. here's the thing: they're gonna always love you, even though they might act like they hate you now. They mm-hmm. they love you like. They just, who wants to be held accountable? Nobody, not even yeah. us as adults. So you got to kind of be like, yeah, they're not going to like it, but you got to get over that. Like you want to set them up well in life. And there's an old African proverb that says, oh, what your mama doesn't teach you, life will. So it's like, you know, you don't want them to get out there in life. And now they're trying to figure out why they can't pop off at the mouth or steal or smack people or, you know, be disrespectful. It's like, teach them that when they're young. And, um, you know, when they get older, they're going to, you know, be all right. So don't be Absolutely. afraid. Don't be afraid of these kids. These kids, don't be afraid of these kids. Love them. Yeah, love them. Yeah, love, is, love is the answer. Afraid of these kids. That's so funny. Afraid of these kids. <laughs> yeah, I want, anyway, we could talk about that later. Like, but listen, the devil is a lie. Like, love these mm-hmm. kids. Love, 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 communicate. Love and communicate. You're going to be just fine. Absolutely. Listen, I pray you guys are getting ready. 
to have a productive Thursday or if you're on your ride to work, definitely have a great day, kings and queens. Mm-hmm. Listen, make sure you uh, do something do something good today for somebody. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is one of those days. Make sure you're loving on the unlovable. We know that's sometimes hard to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God, that was one of the biggest commandments that God kind of told his people love on people so just try to love on people and definitely serve Uh, me and Dice have been talking about it for a while you know if you feel like you got to a place where you need to be humble a little bit go serve somebody whether it be in the community whether it be in your local church whether it be at the local school like Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways you can go serve and be a blessing to somebody else I think we focus on ourselves so much Mm -hmm. and we're so self-centered that we don't show the love back to other people Mm -hmm. so you know just make sure you Remember, you're representing Christ at all times. So just mm-hmm. go love on somebody. Listen, we got another hot show again for y'all tomorrow. Y'all want to tune in? Of course, it's Friday. So you, y'all know we got that Fire 10 countdown. You know, just picking out 10 songs from the playlist from the week. And we're going to talk about them. Do our own little review on go. each song. And, you know, mm-hmm. just talk about the music a little bit. Talk about the bars. Talk about the production. Mm-hmm. And just have some fun. Exclusive interview from Reach Records' own Trip Lee, one of the OGs at uh, Reach Records, so you definitely want to tune in for that. And then, yeah, yes. we, we we got we got tons of good uh, topics. We're gonna probably lay on y'all again tomorrow. Y'all know how Come we do now. it. Come on. <laughs> Listen, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. Peace.